Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Between Me and God, a podcast where we talk about how you can grow your relationship personally between you and God. So not a relationship that's by way of your pastor, your mother, anybody, okay? How you can truly grow a personal relationship with him. And today, I, I, don't, I don't even have no announcements, no, no nothing for you because I'm recording this in real time God is is dealing with me okay and I'm in a very uncomfortable place with God and it's truly stretching me but I felt as though I felt as though y'all needed to hear this in the thick of it you know I do that often like while God is dealing with me I get on here and I and I share the process because you need to know in real time and you need to know all aspects of what it looks like to truly give your life to Christ and so I wanted to come on here and bear my heart while it's still <laughs> while it's still in motion y'all okay so I truly pray that today is insightful for you as you listen to this episode. Um, I truly encourage you to go back and even re-listen and take some time to journal and and truly begin to pull back layers of your own heart and allow God to show you what is there. And as you're dealing with what, what he may reveal and what you may see about yourself, trust and believe that he's doing this because of how he loves you. And the process of pruning, it ain't pretty, okay? And so don't don't turn away from the process, okay? As you're going through this, don't turn away from the process. Don't um, don't shy away from it. Allow it to happen. And so as I go through some of these points and in, in, in what I am currently going through, I hope that it'll be a blessing to you as, as you go through your process with God. And so the title of today's episode is The Pruning of Pride. And oh, oh, like I still like y'all literally if y'all could <laughs> y'all could feel I should have I should have recorded this on video, too, so y'all could see how I'm going through. But like I literally still have knots in my stomach because of this pruning process of pride. And it really all began in in this in this study that I've been doing on forgiveness and the revelation that he gave on the parable of the unforgiving servant who um, who, when the master forgave him all his debt, he went and put somebody else in jail for the debt that they didn't pay him back. And because of this, the master who had already forgiven the debt, the master turns him over to the, to the torturer, as the scripture says, until he then was able to pay his debt in full. So in this process simultaneously because that's a that's a whole other (laughs) that's a whole other breakdown but in this process simultaneously I have been praying that God reveal the things in my heart and I have realized the amount of healing and deliverance that comes through forgiveness but on the other side of it (laughs) is when God when God shows you the part that you have played in others um, and others' lives as to how they haven't fully forgiven you. And so when you understand the impact for me and understanding the impact um, that unforgiveness plays in your life and how it doesn't cost you like that, that, that's that parable. It doesn't cost you your salvation to not forgive. But what it does is it gives the enemy a legal right to run rampant in your lives. He handed him over to the torture. Now, as a, as a king, if you read earlier in the scripture, 
he had forgiven, he had forgiven him the debt. So he was already forgiven, which is what salvation is for us. But when we allow unforgiveness to linger in our lives, it opens a door for the torture. So when you understand the magnitude of that, whether you're the one who has, um, whether you're the one who needs to forgive or not being on that other side of being the reason why a door may be open in someone else's lives. When you understand the magnitude of that, God has to deal with you. Now, for me, in in me asking God to reveal what's in my heart and to uproot the things that are not pleasing to Him, why the the whole the 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 general uh, Lord forgive me for the things that I've done knowingly and unknowingly? Why that's so spiritually unproductive is because we, as we realize that what He really seeks is repentance, something that you will turn away from. So, if you're just giving general all oh, the things that I know and the things that I don't know, then you can't truly repent for something that you're not aware of. So in this process, in this revelation of understanding that he's not seeking the empty words of forgiveness, he's seeking repentance. In order to do that, you have to be aware. And it's in the awareness that I am dealing with myself right now. I ask God to reveal things in my heart and what he made abundantly clear is the layers on the layers of pride. The layers of pride. And now on one hand, it's like, okay, cool. As we're going through this process at first, you know, I'm recognizing, okay, how how I've been prideful in my marriage and all of that. And it's like, all right, okay, that sting a little bit. (sighs) But even the past, the past pride, like my marriage and the pride that I have in my marriage, you know, that's, that's a little bit recent. But when God have you to reach out to people and all of that stuff that, you know, seems to be under the rug and just over with, you know, years when God had you to do that. And I'll let you in on like a real life conversation. And this isn't even the most recent, the most recent one that I've had to walk through, but a real life conversation as he's been taking me through this process, because it's been a little while, but it's, I had so pride was such an issue for me that there's so much that has to be uprooted, right? So much has to be uprooted. So a past situation that um, when when I when I felt the Lord tell me to reach out to someone to apologize. Now, me and this person, we've been we had been back cordial. The situation had never been addressed, but we had been back cordial or whatever. And so when God is telling me to reach out and to apologize and all that, it's like, Lord, like it ain't in that deep. You know, what I'm saying like, why I got to do that? She don't even care. And when he said, <laughs> no, because I, I told him it's not that big of a deal, right? He said, it is that big of a deal because that's my daughter too. I'm like, golly, okay. <laughs> so I had to. I had to. And I don't, and it's not my responsibility to know whether it really was a big deal for that person or not, because big or little, if there's any unforgiveness that is lingering there, if there's any debt that, that is still owed, like that's still a door that I'm allowing to be open because that, and that could be a wound that's unhealed. And that's how, when we, when we feel as though we've forgiven people of things, there's still a wound there from whatever was done from the offense. And so when we may think like, okay, well, I said it, I thought I had forgiven, like forgiveness is a, is a continual process because there's a wound there and the enemy knows how to do things to prick that wound. And so as soon as you think that you've forgiven someone, something else hits that wound and you never truly get healed. You know what I'm saying? And so that was the beginning of like, 
that was, you know, a part of the process. Like he's had y'all because of this pride. Like there's so many like falling out and stuff like that with people like beef. Okay. Like real beef that he's had. Like the last time that I've spoken to this person, it was, we was also miss on site type. So, you know what I'm saying? Like God be having me to apologize. <laughs> And by his grace, people's people's hearts have been softened to even even receive that. And I thank God for that, because knowing the un, the magnitude of what that unforgiveness does, if I play any part in a wound that I've inflicted on someone and I might not get the opportunity, honestly, to to get to reach out to everybody. But if I'm able, then I need to do that. Because the other side of pride is being humble. So if he's going to uproot pride, I have to be humbled and to have to reach out to people. And and I could easily try to go back and forth with God like, yeah, but what about the part they play? It's a part of the humbling process. What he needs to do with, with where he may be taking me. I can't get into my promised land with this pride. When we think about Moses and how his punishment is seemed so harsh. Like, God, he did all of that. He was dealing with them in the world, all this, all of that. And he didn't get to go in the promised land because that moment of anger, that moment of pride, it's such a big deal. We talking about the fall of Lucifer, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> pride. So this is so uncomfortable. So that, that example that I, that was just one of, that was just one of the things, one of the things. And I know my, my husband, he'd be so annoyed because he'd be like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he literally said this to me. I don't know what it is that's in your body that you just feel like everything got to be addressed. and da, da, da. Like, you know, everything don't got to be talked about. Trust me. In a lot of these situations, I'm on that type of time. Like, God, why everything got to be? I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to address this. <laughs> but I have to walk in humility. I can't, I can't talk this talk and I'm not walking this walk. So I'm sharing my heart because I've had to go through, I've now had to go through another one of those things where literally I didn't know, I didn't know the impact. I, there, there's things that I've already apologized about with a friend and I didn't know it was other things that, that were not said or that the apology just wasn't enough, whatever it was that there was something there. I wasn't even aware of that. God revealed it in a dream. And even after having the dream, I still wasn't aware of, I just knew it was like, okay, well, that's funny. Like, you know, what's, what's going on with that? And I'm in prayer and this is how, you know, like the spirit, the spirit prays on your behalf, intercedes on your behalf. Okay. So I'm in prayer. And for whatever reason, I feel this unction to like repent. I'm not going into this prayer thinking that I, that I, you know, necessarily done something to this person. Like I said, the things that I'm aware that were done, I've apologized for. So I'm thinking, okay, things are cool. And me and this person are also like, we were still cool from what, from, from what I understood. Like when I tell you, I'm, I'm not aware. And even as I'm, even as I reach out to her and let her know, like, you know, I wanted to apologize for, for things, you know, that I did like the small and the, you know, the big and the small, like all of that. And as I'm, as I'm, I'm doing that, I'm still not aware of what the thing could be because the things that I'm aware of, I apologize for, right? So this is prime example of why like the empty, oh, you know, forgive me. Like it's not productive, right? So when she responds, she let me know what's, what's really good. Like, yeah, glad you asked, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> glad you asked. Actually, there's plenty of things and I could feel the animal, like, what, like didn't know it was all there and only God could reveal it because he's still taking me through this pruning process of pride 
and in him revealing it, I couldn't even take the opportunity. I couldn't even in that. And I know that it's God in it because even with her response where I'm coming, where I'm coming genuine and it wasn't like her response was bad or she was at my neck or anything like that. But even, but I can feel, I can feel the heat on it. You know what I'm saying? And even in that, I couldn't, my mind couldn't even go to like defending myself where I could have been like, okay, but I already apologized for that. You know what I'm saying? No, couldn't do none of that. I had to sit in a position of humility and that feeling, just imagine that's like the smallest bit of what Jesus had to deal with. Like just imagine the magnitude of the humility he had to sit there when everybody's saying, you ain't the son of God. Like who is you? You know what I'm saying? Whoop de whoop. And so like, this is how we know, like we serve a God who has compassion and knows what we going through and why this process shouldn't push me to condemnation. I'm going to have to sit and feel because it is a pruning. I'm going to have to sit in what I'm feeling a little bit, but in the same sense of knowing like he has compassion and he's doing this for my good to get it up out of me. And that thing had, that thing has bothered me. Because when you look back, when you allow God to really give you the mirror in these things, and this is really like, maybe you don't, maybe you don't deal with, maybe you're not, not at this magnitude. Maybe pride isn't your struggle, but if you're listening and pride is your struggle, like how it, how it is mine, like this thing ain't going to feel good because when he puts that mirror up, all the nastiness and the guck and like all of this, uh, and it's shameful, it's truly shameful. It's embarrassing. And and it hurts and it hurts because when you're now, when you finally pull yourself off that pedestal that you put yourself on and you put yourself in the feelings, get myself together, (laughs) y'all. And you put yourself in the feelings of others and what you've contributed to how they may feel. That is the place that God can really do some work in you. And I'm just letting you know for real, like pedestal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was the mean girlfriend. I was the, they not a good friend. I'm the best friend anybody can have. If they not, if they not my friend is they lost. I ain't did. Nobody can say that I've done anything for them. I support everybody. You don't have to, you don't have to ask me for support. Everybody owe me something. I was the friend that would talk to that friend about that friend and get that friend to talking about that friend. I was the friend that was opinionated. I got an opinion about everything. I got an opinion about everything. But can't see what's going on around me. I got something to say. I got to be heard. And what happens, us prideful people, our society has glorified many of the horrible traits in us. And I was able, and I thank God, I thank God for the friend and the grace <laughs> for the friends who stuck around. The, the ones that got free, you know, amen, you, <laughs> you, got, free, you got free from it. It's no, it's no love lost for those who, did, who didn't stick around with this foolishness. But those who did, I thank God for them. And my mom has even told me that before. Like, I don't know how you got friends, child. I don't know either. It is by the grace of God that I have such solid friends.
because I was really ugly, really ugly. So I should, I should probably edit all of this, right? (laughs) But I just want y'all, I just want y'all to, um, understand like real life, what the, what pruning looks like. Okay. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. Because I thank God for the grace that he's had just surrounding me. Oh, my bad. I was saying about how society glorifies our many traits because I've been able to to get away. I was able to get away with being like that for so long because society glorifies those who speak their mind and who are real and who, who give it like it is and all of that. And honestly, like literally I was that friend who if one friend was like mad at everybody, like I'm the spokesperson for like, yeah, let everybody know how they got me messed up. Yeah, because I could get away with it. I could get away with it. So I'm glorified for, you know what I'm saying? You just speak your mind. You know, you say what's on your mind. Nobody asked. <laughs> Nobody asked. It didn't need to be said. All you did was just offend people. You don't care about people. You don't care about how you offend people. And what's what's even worse, how, how society glorifies it, is your zodiac sign. You know what they say about Sagittarius. Oh, I can't stand Sagittarius. So like you begin to identify with that and it's like, oh, well, that's just how I am. And so people sit in these behaviors and your heart is really hardened to what God is trying to do with you because this, this pride has just grown and grown and grown. And then people have made it okay. People have made it okay. Like in the very beginning of this, of this process of the pride, like I went and apologized for stuff that that I went to a friend apologizing for the way I was peer pressuring her. Like I was peer like <laughs> why do I have friends, Lord? The type of peer pressure I would do to my own friends. It's just like who? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Always having an opinion about something. Strongly, strongly opinionated. So I wouldn't be able to, if I'm not, if he doesn't make, if he doesn't make it, make me aware of things, how can I know what to specifically repent for and turn away from if I don't think that anything was wrong? Because what will happen then is those cycles will repeat and I'll continue to be the victim walking around that everybody's doing something to me. So when you pray some practical things for you, for those whether you're dealing with pride at a large scale or not, but when you ask God to reveal your heart, because this is what's going on right now. I've been praying for my heart to be surrendered and for God to reveal my heart and all that for a long time. But I even went as as far as to say, Lord, the, the back corners of my heart, the back, the back drawers, the back closets, those things that are, excuse me, tucked away that I'm not aware of. Those are the things that you need God to expose and be prepared for him to reveal it and then for you to act on it. Don't be okay with what's not okay. And you'll you'll sit in it a little bit. I'm in like day two of sitting in it. <laughs> but I'm praising him all the same because I'm I'm mind blown that that 
He is the one who has to reveal it to me because like the pride is that thick. I have a therapist. At one point I had two therapists. So I'm in therapy, you know what I'm saying? But a therapist can only work with what I tell her. What God can do that a therapist can is reveal what you don't even know is there. That's the the power of the God that I serve. And this is the kind of work he can do in you if you allow him to. So in your prayer, don't give him the word play. Lord, forgive me for rolling my eyes at that person. Forgive me for responding that way. Forgive me for the things that I know that I did and the things that I don't know that I did. It's not getting you nowhere spiritually. And as I've said, as the question that I've posed previously, if you've received salvation already, if you if you accept if you have accepted that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and that He died to reconcile you back to the Father, then are you forgiven or are you not? So we're not even you know what I'm saying. We're not even on the 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 Lord forgiving. He's forgiving you. But what he needs is you to turn away from the things in you that you need to turn away from. Repentance. And so as you understand that, and as you understand the magnitude of any unforgiveness lingering in your heart or anything that you've done to impact the womb in someone else who hasn't fully forgiven you, allow the spirit to lead you into how you can make things right. And it's not your responsibility it's not, it's not on you if they truly do forgive or not. But will you be obedient to take the steps that he says to take even when it's uncomfortable? Because this is where you grow. It's in your uncomfort zone. Ain't nothing comfortable about apologizing. Especially for stuff that was done years ago. Especially for stuff that you didn't even know somebody really had pressure with you about. It's nothing comfortable about it. But it's necessary. And we want to be moldable. Okay, so I know this is a very different kind of episode, but I hope, I hope that you can be set free. I hope that it, that it, that it puts a seed in you that sparks change. Because that's truly the difference between being opinionated and influential But I can have an opinion about, so I don't want to be an opinionated person. I want to be influential and to influence you to seek God, to influence you to, to chase after him, to influence you to give your life truly to him, a surrendered heart. I don't want to just have an opinion about something, how I've lived my whole life just being opinionated. For what? So I hope that this influences you to truly surrender your heart and allow God to do a good work in you. So thank y'all for listening. If it bless you, let it bless somebody else. Don't keep this goodness to yourself. I hope y'all come back for the next episode.